ഹൈദരാബാദിൽ Alhamdulillah, we have our Honorable Mufti Sahib here. Let's welcome our Mufti Sahib, Mufti A.K. Sahib. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, Malana Zaid Khan. And to our engineer, Brother Suleiman Esop. And all our listeners of Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah. And the esteemed listeners of Sirius FM. Mufti Sahib, the first question is, my husband does not take me seriously. I asked him to buy me new high heels for my cousin's upcoming wedding, but he refuses to do anything about it. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasoolihil kareem. Amma ba'd, all praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Here there are three different issues. When a person gets married, the day he got married, the nikah was performed, the marriage ceremony, and he said, Nakahtuha wa qabiltuha, I am married to so and so lady, وَقَبِلْتُهَا أَنَا أَكْسَبْتَ So then he has to provide roti, kapra, makan. So he has to provide the shelter, the house, the home, the flat, whatever he can afford, even if it be on rental. And then the clothing, food, all that is his responsibility, the medication, all that will be his, the husband's responsibility. Number two is this. When a wife says there's a wedding coming up or there is a certain function coming up and she wants new clothes, new shoes and new bag and all that. So obviously it's not necessary that every function you must wear new clothes and new bag and new shoes and all these type of things. So therefore your husband did not respond to you and is right. He doesn't have to give you every time you want something. Once in a while he can buy something for you. Once in six months, once in three months. But every function, every time, there's not necessary in Islam. Third one, there's a high heel story. You must remember, Mohana Zaid, write this word down, it will help you in life. It's called Al-Ka'bul Ali. Al-Ka'bul, Ka'b means something that is the ankles and something that high. So therefore the Ka'ba is called Ka'ba. So that is Ka'ba Makanun Murtafi. Therefore the woman's bosom, breast are called Kawaib. So it is something high like, you know, protruding. So Ka'bul Ali. So remember the high heels. Are high heel shoes, first of all, permissible in Islam for a lady? It's not permissible. Every time you walk, you must remember, make tick-tock, tick-tock. 
talk, talk, take all that noise. So it's not permissible that. So Quran Sharif mentions, you must remember Surah 24, verse 31, that in those days, the loose ladies, you know, there was women who used to sell their bodies even that time. So you must remember, and then they would stand there in the corners in the street and that. وَلَا يَضْرِبْنَا بِأَرْجُلِهِنَّ لِيُؤْلَمَ مَا يُخْفِينَ مِنْ زِينَتِهِنَّ Do not stamp and stand and knock your your feet and all that on the ground so that you expose your beauty and inform everybody. So therefore, a lady, when she leaves and emerges a home, so her clothing must be such, it must not be such, and that's such bold and proud, proud, you know, bold colors that it draws attention to her. Likewise, you can't wear such shoes and that, that will now attract attention to you. So therefore, there's Kabul Ali, there's big, big high heel shoes. You got the small heel different, but now eight inches, ten inches, and six inches, and all definitely there's not permissible in Islam. So very good, your husband didn't buy for you. So why must he buy for you something which is not permissible in Islam? Muftisap, a married woman and mother of three children, decided she doesn't want the third child. The family fears she might harm it. Another couple in the family wants to adopt it. Please advise. Remember that when we study the Noble Quran, everything you want to know, first point of reference must be the Quran Sharif. Second point of reference must be the Sunnah Mubarakah, the teaching, preaching of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Sallam. The third point of reference must be the Fatawa verdict of Sahaba and Salaf Salih, our pious predecessors, Sahaba, Tabi'in, and so forth, the companions and the successes. And then the fourth point of reference will be the four schools, remember, of jurisprudence. So see what all Allah states, and then you will understand the answer. When all Allah speaks about children, what did he say? Chapter 42, verses 49, 50. Allah creates whatever He wants to. He wants to give a boy, He'll grant a boy. He wants to give a girl, He'll give a girl. He wants to give twins, He'll give twins. And whatever He wishes. So see the word now He uses. I have my wristwatch here and I give it to Mona Zahid. I'm not going to give it this example, obviously. So you must remember, you call that Hiba. And you call it Hadiya. Tahado Tahabu. Give gifts to one another. That will generate mutual love. Sometime husband, wife, this argument, this misunderstanding. Look at the wisdom of giving gifts and so forth. Hadith is Sahih, authentic hadith in Bayaki. For in al-Hadiyatin, it will remove the malice, the rancor, the hatred, all that it will do. See everything of Islam, what great underlying factors and wisdom there is. That's a different issue because of our puny little brains we don't understand. So now you are married. So Allah gave you a present. Allah is gifting you. Sometimes He gives you a gift, a daughter. Sometimes He gives you a gift, a son. Sometimes a son's only or daughter's only. Sometimes Sometimes sons and daughters. Chapter 42, Surah to Shura. 
Shura consultation. What is the meaning of consultation? We're making mashura, we're making shura, we're making tashawur. All these words you will find in Quran Sharif. Remember shura, tashawur, all. So mushawara, washawir, humfil amr. So all that you will find, it means istikhrajul asal. That you take out the honey from the honeycomb. The best of the best you extract. So when you discuss, then you must take the best decision. So that is now Qur'an. Now when we go, remember this hadith, sahih, authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif. He, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi said, Wattakullah, fear all, Matya Allah, jallawala, wa'adilu bayna awladikum, exercise and practice on justice amongst your children. Now you have two children, and now the third one came. In our terminology, they will say, it was not a plain child. He or she came by accident. So now she's fed up. She don't want this child because she got two small children or because she's just tired and so forth, you know, and all the stories. Today our women have a lot of stories. So she wants to give it to her sister to her niece, to a family member. Can she do so? No, she can't do so unilaterally. It must be a discussion, a shura, made between husband and wife, between both the parents. If both of them are agreeing on this, then it will be permissible that you gave it to that couple who are married 5, 10, 15 years, they don't have children. So them. Now, once you have given your child to that couple there, then you must inform them three things. Number one, the child's lineage will go to you, to the father, biological father, not to the adopted father. That's absolutely haram what our people are doing today. Dalil evidence proof for that, Surah number 33, verse 5. Chapter 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 5. Udu'uhum li'aba'ihim wa'aqsatu indallah. Zaid was called Zaid bin Muhammad, Zaid bin Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After the master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the ayat got revealed, call them the adopted children by their biological father's name. So that is justice by Allah. Then Zaid bin Harisa, Zaid bin Harisa. But Allah wanted to elevate Zaid, so he is the only Sahabi companion whose Nami Nami Ismigrami honorable name is mentioned in a noble Quran. So when he Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu married, Zainab bin Tijahsh radiallahu anha, and they were not compatible with one another, so remember then he divorced her. So remember that they did everything which Almighty Allah told them to do, which Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa told them to do. So Almighty Allah mentioned his name in the Noble Quran, chapter 33, Surah Ahazab, verse 37. And the wife, that is now Sayyidah Zainab bin Tijash, so after Iddat and her expiry time, Iddat finished, Allah Jalla Wala says, Zainab, you did everything. So now I'm going to elevate your rank and status. Zawajna kaha. We married you, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to her, to Sayyidah Zainab radiallahu anha. Allah elevated both of them, see. So that is what it is. So first point you must remember when you give your son, daughter for adoption, that must be made clear. They can't register the child. Today what our people are doing, absolutely 
the haram. They register the name on the mother. You know, when divorce takes place, you're telling the world your children are harami children. Your children are bees. Your children are illegitimate. When you make the lineage to the mother, biological mother, that happens when it's oladu zina, when they are illegitimate children. So that is haram. When you are making the lineage towards the adopted parent, that is haram. Again, Surah 33, verse 5. Hadith, Mustad Ahmad and Ganzul, various compilations. Manin tasaba ila ghayri abihi fa'alayhi la'anatullah wal malaika wal nasajma'in. Allah's curse is on you. The angel's curse is on you. The people's curse is on you. Islam does not want ikhtilatul ansab, the adulteration and contamination of the lineage of people. Animals, you don't have to worry of their pedigree. They mate here, mate here, park here, park there. We are human beings. We are the masterpiece of Allah's creation. So chapter 25, verse 54, chapter 25, verse 54, Allah bless you with a lineage, that mokul imtinan, Allah is highlighting it as his favor upon humanity. So we need to understand this thing. Second one, then you are the one that you adopted this boy or girl, he or she will not inherit from you from the adopted parents. They will inherit from the biological parents. Yes, you, the adopted parents, you could bequeath up to one-third for this adopted child. So that's an easy way of solving the problem. Third issue, when you adopt, you must know, so now you are the couple, and this child here is not your mahram, you're not the mahram for this child. So if it's a boy, then when he reaches the age of 12, 11, 12, 13, so remember between him and the adopted mother, the laws of hijab parda will be compulsory. If it's a girl, then remember between her and the adopted father, the laws of parda hijab will become compulsory. So how you can circumvent that and solve that problem? Easy. So remember this, that you, the adopted mother who is adopting this child, and adopt the baby when the baby is one month, six months, one year, less than two lunar years. Then you must just breastfeed that baby. Today you take medication and you will find some milk will come out, inshallah. So once some milk comes out, you breastfeed this child. According to Hanafis and Malikis, even if it is few drops, you will become the foster mother. Chapter 4, verse 23. So even that even few drops or liters, all will be the same no problem with that and according to Shafi'is and Hanbalis you have to breastfeed the baby minimum as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif so meaning that five different times you have to breastfeed then only you'll be classified as the murdia, as the foster mother then the laws of hijab parada will fall away so that is where you are so discuss it with your husband if both of you are happy and pleased then it is fine and permissible with these conditions. Iftisab, what is the explanation of the hadith with regards to a camel's hump in a female? So you must remember his authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim in Kitabul Libas was Zina. 
Kitabul Libas, the chapter of adornment, clothing, garment, was Zina. One is Zina. Zina without a Ya. Za, Nun, Alif. That is fornication, adultery. One is Zina. I'ilamu anna malahayatu dunya la'ibu wa lahawu wa zinatu. There's it in the Quran. So Zina. It is beauty, adornment, embellishment. So remember this hadith, a sahih hadith. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sinfani min ahlin nar, there are two people, groups, they will enter into Jahannam, walam arahuma. I didn't see them, they were not prevalent, they were not in vogue at that time there. One, primarily the men, qawmun ma'ahum asiyatun. When you have a whoop and you're going to flog and lash people, you call it in Arabic sautun, seen, wow, to, toy, seen, wow, to. So remember, qawmun ma'ahum asiyatun. So asiyat means they have a whoop and lash, and they lash the people with that. So they make zulam and oppress people. So you see till today it's happening. Under apartheid, how many people you saw the whites lashing the blacks and all these type of things there. Yeah? So that is we saw with our own eyes this thing so many times. Second group, Many women, they think that they are dressed, but they are naked in the year after because they wear see-through, they wear thin-thin transparent clothing, or they wear half-clothing. Like nowadays, you go to a wedding, Walima, they say nikah is sunnah, Walima is sunnah, but look at the dressing. Look at the function. The table, the, the chairs got parda. The roof got parda. And all that. But the women don't have parda. 70, 80% don't have. Two thirds. Therefore, we can't even go most of the time. So remember, then Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Wa ala asnamil bukhti. So on their head, they will have the hump of the camel. Never mind Jannah and Paradise, Lam Yajidna Ra'ihat al-Jannah. When they wear such see-through transparent clothes or the semi-nude, cotton-nude and all these things, like today, many, majority Muslim ladies, especially now in summer and so forth. So what happened? And they got the big Eiffel Tower on their head there. So you must remember, never mind Jannah and Paradise, <laughs> even the fragrance of Jannah, they will not reach there. So Allah dispatches them to Jahannam and the hellfire. Allah mahfadna min. I mean, Muftisapa, a person says, I caught my wife cheating on me last night. She was sitting in the lounge and I secretly recorded the chat. She clearly says in this chat, he's sleeping, we can talk. Then she says loving words to him. I have it and I want to send it to Muftisap right now. And I also want to give the luck, but I said, let me first inquire from Muftisap. Don't send it to me now. What we want to listen to your chat and your wife's chat and you, the small-time detective, when we were very young, you know. So I used to listen a lot. Now, you know, when your life reaches my age, you know, mid-60s and all, so you think back, many, you rewind your life. So I always had this love for radio, you know, through this type of things. So I used to love listening to the radio, Springbok radio and that. So Friday night they used to have a squad cars, you see. How the police patrol the roads and streets, you see. The wonderful stories, how they catch the crooks and all that. Tuesday night, consider your verdict, you know, that they have a court case. 
and wonderful it is the defense and the lawyers and prosecutor and the, then one night they had inspector car you see now inspector car the story will go and then in the ending he will tell you that how i caught him do you know the clue so you must know that then you're a sharp lawyer you see a sharp guy so so he'll tell you this if you knew what is the clue it means you you sharp so you brother you like inspector car you see so now you caught your wife is sleeping and then she spoke all her juicy lucy things there with her guy and all that brother i want to ask you three questions right did you ever flirt with a strange lady or not hundred percent you did it so if we are wrong so just forgive your wife Take all that phones and everything away from her and tell her you want to save this marriage, no more phones for you. And Allah to Hibbuna Ayyaghfir Allah Lakum. Do you not love Allah must forgive you? You got three, four children. I don't know. I'm assuming, presuming. So you can't go because of one incident. She didn't sleep with that person there. If she slept and all that, then is capital punishment and that. She sent a message to a lover boy or whatever and so forth and so on. So my advice to you will be, if this is happening and this is the first time you caught her and so forth, rather save your home. You're upset. That is 100%. You must be upset. You can't just overlook it. So therefore, tell her, fine, I will forgive you on the proviso. No more phones for you. And these are the conditions. You abide by it, then you stay here. You don't want it, then there's the door. So you must put your foot down and so forth. Our problem is what? That we give our wives so much freedom, so much money, so much time. So then they get bored and so forth. And then easily they just chat with this one, chat with this. Be honest, didn't you chat sometime with a lady on the phone? And nothing to do with business and all these things here. So sometimes in life we must see that we say the wife is guilty, 100% she is guilty. We nobody say she's not guilty. But we ourselves, are we not guilty of the same crime or similar crime or worse crime than that? وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَتِينَ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتَ إِدِيكُمْ When a calamity comes on you, then it's because of your own deeds and your own actions. So you see, we, the men, we have double standards. For us, we'll try and justify it. The wife does it, then we want to just give divorce. Quran Sharif states at that time there was sulhu khair. Reconciliation is the best, and more so if they are children and so forth. That is my, I'm not issuing a fatwa brother i'm not giving you a fatwa sometime we give iftar sometime we issue a fatwa and sometime we make irshad irshad is to give you nasiha to give you advice if you want to give the divorce nobody can stop you but you ask me for my advice so that is my advice i'm giving you that you forgive her for allah's sake so allah will forgive you your sins quran says allah to hibbuna do you not love Allah Ta'ala to forgive you? You got three children. Just answer this question. Leave everything else. I'm posing this question to you, brother. And don't send anything to me. So you must remember how many children you got now as we are speaking. Just write there, two, three, four, five, whatever the case might be. So do you think one day when you look at your son, you look at your daughter and you make eye contact with them and you tell them that, no, your mother was talking late at night, so therefore you divorced her. So will that be a good answer? 
to give to your children when they grow up. Think about that. So therefore, my advice will be this, rather forgive and inshallah, take all the phones, make conditions, and then Allah Ta'ala will forgive both of you. And end of the day, we all are sinners. So that is my response to you. What he says, how many children? Uh, no message yet. Muftisab, ah. the next question is, a woman says, my husband loves the gym, he ignores our rights. On weekends, he goes for fishing with friends. I don't find his muscles attractive. So you must remember that you find his money attractive, you don't find his muscles attractive. So all this is haram what he's doing. Remember that, absolutely haram. Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 4 verse 19 They treat your wives with love, with respect, with justice and so forth. So that's not something mustahab or desirable. It's a commandment, an injunction, something compulsory upon every husband. How you want your son-in-law to treat your daughter, you must treat your wife better than that. Then you must know that you're a good husband. Otherwise, it means we are shirking our responsibilities. One day, now we are 2023. So it was last year, 2022. Maybe one month, six weeks, eight weeks ago. So one brother says, AK, now I understand why you say haram. He says, I went to the gym and so forth. He says, you go to the change room, you will see these guys there. Hey, just go <laughs> cal, 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 totally naked. You understand? They say, no, it's all men here, it's all right. You can be totally naked in the nude and all these things here. Yeah. Then the music is playing. Then the women come, they scantily dressed and all these type of things. Now just take these three factors. That one, you get guys who are going to the change room and they totally cull naked. I'm asking, is permissible to go to such places? Number two, the music is busy. They put you in, you know, you see this you call how they play the mind. You go to any supermarket, you will find it's never silent. Certain type of music is playing. They send the subliminal message to us. Me and you don't understand these type of things. They put you in a certain mood and trance. They buy, 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 buy more and more and more. For what you think, they better tell us they put all the chocolates and sweets in this. They don't put it right at the back. For what? Bread and milk, they know you need every day. Why they don't put in front? They'll put the bread and milk right at the back. So we must walk through all the aisles. And our eyes will see this, this, this. We end up buying more junk than anything else. So that is the game they play. But we like herd mentality, what we understand these things. So you go to the gym, so they put you in a certain trance and a certain mood, you see. So you must check the ladies out. You must check the men out. Check whose muscles and who's athletic and who's like that. So like, that is second. Third one, to look at all these scantily clad ladies, it's permissible all this. So A to Z, everything haram. You want to do exercise, very good, go buy one bicycle. Every month you must remember you're paying subscription there. How many thousands you're paying? So why you don't just buy a bicycle or some gadgets, this, that? And in the comfort of your house, you can buy two bicycles. One for you, one for your by wife. So both of you now, you see who can drive, who can move and ride faster and all these things here. Then you go, there, my bicycle is lying there in the storeroom. You understood? So one month I did it, I saw no benefit there, put it away. I say, he's wasting my time, this thing. <laughs> so anyway, you must remember this. So we look for all these loopholes. 
Weekend time is for your family time, not for your friends' time. So you leave your children, you leave your wife, you shirk your responsibilities, and still we try and justify it. How can that be justified? All that haram and not permissible. Inshallah, we'll go for the break, and after the break, we will continue with our program. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Esteemed listeners of Surya FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we welcome you back to this program, The Bliss of Marriage. Our listeners can send your queries through to the number 084-786-3132. And foreign country will be plus 2784-786-3132. With this up, the next question is, the person says, a parent says, in fact, I sent my son to a Parktown boys school, a top school, but now he has girlish ways. What must I do? His friends are all non-Muslim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So obviously, when we send them to a toxic environment, we send them to such schools, ABC school, XYZ school, all these type of things. So why? We want prestige, you see. So how much they'll charge? 150,000, quarter million, half a million, depending how many other extras we want. Must he play hockey? Must he play soccer? Must he play rugby? Must he do this? Must he learn music? Must he learn the piano? All that. So then it will just escalate, escalate. So before you blame him, who we have to blame? We have to blame the parents. Therefore, Quran Sharif teaches us, chapter 66, verse 6, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu ku anfusakum E iman walo O you who believe 89 different places the Quran Sharif states Save yourself Save yourself O parents Wa alikum And your children Your progeny Nara From the fire So it shows So this year Make sure it doesn't go there So now you know in South Africa so what is there? So they will tell you that Adam and Eve is all right, Adam and Steve is all right, Madam and Eve is all right, and so forth. So he is a Muslim, and now there are 90% non-Muslim in the school, whichever school it is, you understand. So remember that what happens in a case like that. So if you can't beat them, then join them. So whatever they're going to do, that he will say, I'll do it, because I don't want to be the odd guy out. Al-Mar'u ala dini khalilihi. See, prophetic words. He, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, a person will follow the habits and the way and ideas of who? His friend. You see? Because they will have influence on you. فَلْيَنْذُرْ أَحَدُكُمْ مَعَمَيُّ خَالِلْ Watch out with who you mingle and associate. Quran Sharif states, Ya Laytani Lam Attaqid Fulan and Khalila. Go open the nineteen Jews, the nineteen Subara on the first page, you will see it there. That people on day of justice they'll cry and say, How I wish I never took such and such person to be my friend. They led me astray and so forth. So you you must take your son out from there and tell him I have to protect your Iman, I have to protect your identity, I have to protect your Islam and everything. So we send them, I told you a hundred times this incidence, fifty years. 
years ago, there was one Maulana, he passed away. Very pious Maulana. So what happened is, one Baji came and told him in Gujarati, Mauli sahab, Dwa Karwanu, Poyri Jai, London, Doctor Banwanu. You see, I'm sending my doctor there in the 60s, 70s to go become doctor and all that. And that. You know, it's a big thing. So the Molana was a good Molana, a sharpshooter. He said, Mobaji, you're telling me that I must make dua for your daughter. You send her out in the rain and you're telling me I must make dua, she must not get wet. Hmm. Same thing today. Same thing. So we, how many Jumma Salat your son must last year? I'm asking you. 40 Jumma Salat he must. After 40 Jumma Salat you must, you think you're Muslim? I'm asking. Hmm. You understood when I was in America, 2000, this time of the year I was there. there I just left this time here yeah, from America to Canada. So you must remember I landed there and I went twice. In summertime, I went June, July, September. No, it was September, around there, August, September. I landed in New York Airport, JFK. And when I went end of November, I landed there in Dallas, there in Washington Airport. There I went with my wife. First time I went with Brother Yusuf Dokrat. He passed away. Allah give him Jannatul Firdaus. So anyway, remember that when I reached there, so I started making survey, you know. That how many weeks you got in your schooling, your academic year? How many weeks you got free and so? So eat a big crowd and they don't read in a masjid. They hire one big hall and a lot of people come from here and there and everywhere. The media was there also. I don't even know who's who in the zoo, you know. But anyway, so I took out my handkerchief and I said, this is your American passport. I'm asking you, are you aware that your children don't read Jumma Salat for 40 weeks, 35 weeks, 38 weeks, whatever the case might be? And the madrasa is such, I took a survey, there's four or five weeks of Ramadan, first two weeks there was, then the children told the Maulana, we have to go shopping for eat. So they went shopping, and you know how the madrasa, one hour, one hour, two hours per week, three hours per week, like that, only Saturday, Sunday. So they said they must go shopping. Then the Maulana and his wife said that they have to go shopping the following week. And the fifth week was eat. So it means whole Ramadan, they had four hours madrasa. Do you think that that is sufficient? I'm telling you today on E-Day, your children are, are perfect candidates and ideal candidates to become murtad and they are mm. setting you up for irtidat, to just exit and fly out of Islam. So we as parents, we send our children like this to these places. For what? For their prestige. My son graduated in this college, in this school, in this varsity. Mm-hmm. But at what the price? We, they left the iman. They left this. He doesn't even know his gender by the time he's finished. Whether he's Eve or whether he's Steve. So this type. So he's wrong, 100%. But the greater wrong comes from the parents. We must remember that. So you, father, mother, you got the big job now, and you must take him out from there and send him to some best thing in this day. I don't even agree with Muslim schools in that. So the best thing is because they do the same thing, the same salabai, same curriculum, because people want the matric certificate, not worth the paper on which is written. So remember, best in this day and this 
age is homeschooling, remember. But the son, the daughter have to make sacrifice, the two parents have to make sacrifice, and so forth, and it'll work out much cheaper also. And teach them the subjects that will be of benefit to them in future. I studied so many subjects in school, so many in varsity, and half of them rubbish. You must remember that. Total waste of time. It doesn't help you one single inch, one single day in life. So you must study selected things, you must remember. That will make you learn that which is beneficial. You become an asset to society and not a menace to society. Muftisab, the next question, a person says, please advise me what to do. I have lots of tiny ants in my home. Someone told me it's black magic. People got all stories. This morning, you know, I said, I come here in the morning, do the program, go for fajr, then feed the birds, and then I sit here with Uwaisi and give him all the news items and all of them, what they have to use and all that. Then I go and do all my reading, and then I then answer all the questions, 100 questions to whatever comes with Allah's help. Every day is over 100 questions. Allah's help, Adam in Rabbi. I don't have time to type in all these things, therefore I just make voice message and carry on. So today one lady or male, they sent me, is it true that if there are ants in the house, then it means that it's Jadu and Sihar. You see, when our forefathers, they came, from where they came? They came from Saharanpur, Palanpur, Kolvatpur, Dabelpur, Kolvat, all this poor they came from, you understood? So they brought very fairy tales. You called it Lal Kitab, you understood? They brought one red kitab with that. In this red kitab, you'll find all these fairy tales there. Okay, if the cat goes and she, uh, you know, is black color and the mother breaks, then for seven days there will be bad luck. This happens, then there'll be there's so many, all fairy tales. So even this, every house got ants almost, what you think then? So remember, you got ants, now write down. So you must read chapter number 27. So read chapter 27, verse number 18. And what is the verse? Call it Namlatuya Ayyuan Namludhulu Masakinakum. Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam, Allah Jalla wala gave him such a magnificent kingdom. Chapter 27 is the chapter regarding ends. And then verse number 18. Chapter 27, verse 18. So he was coming with his big entourage, Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. So this one called Namlatwi, Imam Abu Hanifa was a genius, you know. So one day he's sitting in the dars and his teacher. So the teacher asked him that what you say about this, that is male or female, the end that spoke, is male or female. So he asked, what you say, Ustad, is male or female? He said, no, you must answer. They say people, they'll say female, but they think that namlatun, that ta day in the end is for tanis, that it is for female. That's not right. Namlatun, there the ta is for wahda. One end spoke. So is it male or female? It's female. But how? Qalat. You see, you need to be a genius like Ibn Wanifa. Qalat will tell you it's female. But Namlatun, the ta is not telling you. The ta is for wahda. One end spoke only. So that is the meaning. So this one end spoke. He was the spokesperson. You see, you know, nowadays they tell you, he was a spokesperson. So this was the spoke end. You see, the spoke now. He speak all the leader. Amir Saab. So he tell all the ends. 
All of you, you are in the end colony now. Go straight into your houses. They will come with their big, big boots and shoes and all that and horses and and they were not flying that time. They were on the land and saying they will trample us and crush us. They won't even know. Nabi Sulaiman, Allah Jalla blessed him with multiple languages. So for Tabassama, Tabassama, he smiled. Dahikan, he laughed. Starting was smile and then laugh. You see, min qawliha, because of what he said. So what the what that end said. So chapter twenty seven verse eighteen. So you must read. So one day there was a kala, an auntie, long time ago. So I gave this answer. I said, today you don't have to write also. You all are all champions. You know better than me. What do you call Mahana? There they use that uh, mobile phone, smartphone, ugly phone. And what they take? Screenshot. Gee. Yeah. So they must take a screenshot of that ayat and put everywhere. You see? Then you just print it out, cut it out. And then you don't cut from the Quran. That you just make. And put everywhere. All the ends will run away. So the next week when the program came, so the Kala sent the message. You know what, Mufti? I said, what happened? She said, even my maid who's non-Muslim, she got a shock. <laughs> How all the ends disappeared, you see? So that is Quran, you must remember that. So it's not we. We are just here to convey the message. It's miracle of Quran. So read it and then put it everywhere. Inshallah, all the ends will disappear. And all these people who tell you is to do a jadu and that, tell them that I don't believe in lal kitabs that came from India. You must tell them like that. That all these red, red fairy tales that you brought from this poor and that poor and that, you don't believe in that. Muftisab, a person says, I don't want to disclose my name. I was desperate, so I went to a Sangoma. It was a lady and she found bones in my home. I'm scared, Muftisab. Who is so evil to do this evil on me? She said they want me dead. Remember, for you to go by the Sangoma is haram, first of all. If she told you to say certain words or do certain actions, you must remember that are against Islam, then you're out of the fall of Islam. And your nikah also is broken. Then you have to make tawbah, number one. Second, you have to repeat the kalima sincerely. Third one, your nikah must be re-performed. All these other ramifications, consequences. And so best you must do that then. Because maybe they told you, I am asking you one question. What guarantee you got the Sangoma themselves didn't put the bones? There's one Tawis Wala here in South Africa. He's a Molana. He's a Mufti Sab, they call him. Understood? So I won't take his name, obviously, but I know him. And another person who I know, he says that this Mufti Sab, when I contacted him, he said, don't worry. Me, I'll come to your business and I'll check everything out. But he didn't realize that Maulana Muftisab, that I got secret cameras everywhere. You see. So then I saw him planting the Tawis, the Tawis this year and there. So after half an hour, 45 minutes, he called me. He said, oh, very bad, man. Your half, your business office is filled with Tawises. People want to destroy you. People want to break your marriage, people. So he didn't tell him anything. He contacted me and said that, see, this Maulana Muftisab, 
Must I expose him or not or what? So I told him, don't expose him, but tell him that, contact him and tell him that what you're doing is absolutely haram and what you're doing. Then you want to still take money and all that. Now I'm posing this question to you that you must remember what guarantee you got that that Sangoma, they just put you in a small trance, maybe told you go to this room, this room, and then they say, Begalapa. See there, see there, there's bones and all these things there. So, sister, leave all these sangomas and all this shaitan business. You have a'azamu ayatin fil Qur'an. People say AK-47 is powerful. We reject it. We say AK-255 is most powerful. AK, ayatul kursi. Verse number 255, Surah 2, Chapter 2. Read that abundantly, all the shaitans will run away. Read the whole Surah Baqarah, Hadith Sahih in Muslim Sharif. Iqra' Surah Al-Baqarah, fa'inna ahdaha baraka, wa tarkaha hasra, wa la yastati'uha al-batala. The evil forces can no, never overpower it. So we don't bring Iman in this from the bottom of our heart. We believe what the non-Muslims and Goma propagating Kufr says that we believe in that. You can see what is happening. We lose our Iman like that. Then next one, Habibuna Authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim. Oh Uqba, these are the most powerful Tawis. for when you read it and when you protect it, So today is Wednesday after Zohar start reading, duas are accepted. Read whole Surah Baqarah. Even if it takes you two, three hours, I finish in half an hour. We are half is with Allah's help. So you it will take you two hours, three hours. So read it. Read Aital Kursi, bar bar abundantly. And read Durood Sharif Salawat. Read All that you must read. And repeat your kalima and repeat your nikah also to be on the safe side. So and take all that bones and that and throw them far far away in the river, in the dam, and so forth. These people are haramis. You must remember they were it's like our Tawis Wallace today, Amil. You will tell the daughter in law, your mother in law, they this thing. When I say the Haramis, I'm speaking of the Sangomas. So you must remember this, this Amil chaps today, majority crooks also. So I don't say all, but majority. Remember that they will say, daughter-in-law, yet your mother-in-law made some jajanda, dandas and the jadu against you. Mother-in-law, the daughter-in-law, they collect money from both sides. And then the fight starts. You must remember these things there. So just leave all these things. Put your trust in Allah Ta'ala. Read more Quran. Read all these duas and that I showed you. And stay in Hudu. Sahih authentic hadith in Ibn Majah. La yuhafidu alal hudu illa mu'min. A true Muslim, he stays in Hudu as much as possible. So then Allah will protect us through his grace and mercy. Muftisab, she says she did tell me to go out of the room. She needed time to contact with the forces for assistance. There is it there. You see, exactly what I told you. So that she wants to contact the big shaitan. She wants to contact her ancestors. They make you and then you have to pay her also, right? So you must remember, you must repeat your kalima all over again. You must re-perform your nikah and everything and cry to Allah the sign that our tawbah is accepted. 
chapter 66, verse number 8. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. Ey iman walo, O you who believe, turn to Almighty Allah and make sincere tawbah. So tawbah and nasuha, sincere tawbah. So someone came to say, Omar Amirul Mu'minina, what is the meaning of the nasuha? He said, when you milk the she-camel, the cow, do you see the milk going back? He said, no. He said, that is Toba Nasua. Don't ever repeat this, sister. One time already you went out of the fold. So Allah forbid, it mustn't happen again. These people will make you a fool. They'll bring their own bones and all these things, and then they'll tell you that this one and this one put it there and all that. Mufti Sahib, a person says, why do in-laws tell a widow to leave the house after husband passes away? If they can't do that, you must remember she's got the shay in that house. She's living there with her husband, and the husband passes away, and the children, 12.5% belongs to her. So they can't do that. It's not permissible. So you know, unless they make alternative arrangement and so forth because of parda and whatever you, but to tell her, get out from here, and when she's a part owner of that house, it's all haram, all these things here. People just want to do what they feel like. Who worries about Islam and all? They only worry about Islam if it's coming to receive money, you see. So that, and if she's a second wife and all that, then they'll just tell her the same day, pack up and go. All that haram. Whether it's first wife, second wife, they all got the share in that house also. Yes, we reached the ending of today's program and we must know that how important it is to fulfill the rights of Almighty Allah and of creation simultaneously. Make dua for us today is Wednesday. Make dua for the Haramain Sharifain Majlul Aqsa. Make dua Allah decimate these enemies of Islam who want to steal Majlul Aqsa as well. Allahumma sallit alayhim kalban min kalbik. Read that dua. Allah ta'ala unleash your dogs and your the animals to tear these shaitans to pieces so Allah Ta'ala destroy and decimate them Ameen Ya Rabbul Alameen Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullah We say Jazakumullah Khairan to Mufti Sahib and to all our listeners of, of Sirius FM and Merkaz Sahaba the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah we head on for the news now with Brother Suleiman Esop Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Merkaz Sahaba the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah